green today partially because it's the the season for green i have my red socks on too uh but uh, also um because i'm talking today about eating a frog uh <laughs> this is uh this is training i've covered before it has been a while but it's based on brian tracy's book entitled the same eat that frog 21 great ways to stop procrastinating and get more done in less time any procrastinators in the room i'm raising my hand first did you see that um i uh, i'm a i I secretly am a big procrastinator. I love putting stuff off. I love waiting to the last minute. I mean, I, I'm some things I'm good with never doing. Um, <laughs> but what I've learned in my career and in my life is those things that you don't want to do, the sooner you get them done, the better you feel, the less anxious you feel about things. You just rip that Band-Aid off and just go. And the concept behind Brian Tracy's um, book, Eat That Frog, is is doing that thing first in the day that you least want to do, that you are most dreading. Just go ahead and do it. Then the rest of the day seems easier. I mean, if you start off the day eating a frog, the rest of the day seems easier. Like, it's just, it's all, it's all gravy from here. I started off eating a frog. Now everything else is lollipops and rainbows and unicorns. So it's, uh, that's, that's the concept behind the book. And uh, rather than putting off that thing that you don't want to do, go ahead and get it done and just be done with it and move on. Um, and I promise you it will pay dividends. Now, there's 21 great ways. I'm not covering 21 great ways. Read the book. <laughs> but what I want to do is just start off with the first five. And um, it's a good start. And from here, you'll get an idea of what the book is about. And I do recommend picking it up. Brian Tracy is just a phenomenal author. This is a fantastic book. I hear this book quoted a lot, though nobody, I, I feel like, ever says it's from Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. And I go, that's, that's, that's from Eat That Frog. I'm always hearing it going, that's, what that's, that's, that's where that's from. Brian Tracy's also written a great book on goals, entitled Goals. And so like, he, he, he really, and, and I think he's a big fan of the exclamation mark in his titles because Goals also has an exclamation mark. But we're going to cover the first five. Number one, set the table. Decide exactly what you want. Clarity is essential. Write out your goals and objectives before you begin. Clarity is essential. Write out your goals and objectives before you begin. If you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? Um, and, and really, <laughs> I, I think that when you decide exactly what you want, um, it, it starts eliminating other things that don't help you get there. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many things in, in life that I feel like I could be doing. I, I could be coaching, you know, or over the years, I could have coached my kids' teams. At this point, the two older ones are in a, in a place I can't coach them. There's no chance. But like my daughter, her soccer team, I could totally coach eight-year-old soccer, except I'm not equipped for that. But, but I, I love the game. I've been around it my whole life. I love my daughter. You know, her, her friends are awesome, and, and it seems like it'd be a lot of fun. But because I'm really clear on where I'm going, it automatically just eliminates a lot of the things that I shouldn't be doing. Um, I, I'm, I mean, people don't know this about me. I'm an Eagle Scout. 
Uh, I was in Boy Scouts and Eagle Scout, and those who know, I have six palms, if that means anything to you. Like, it's, it, like, that was a big part of my life growing up. I very easily could be an assistant scoutmaster or a scoutmaster and, 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 and do that, and I'm sure I would do well at it. But it's not, it's not where I want to go. It's not part of getting me where I want to go. It's not part of what I've decided that I want. And because I'm clear about that, it makes it really easy to say no to things in my life and just eliminate those things. Nope, nope, nope. So uh, you sit down, and, and, and I'm not going through a goal session today. Uh, if you look on our site, there are plenty of uh, trainings on goals. Uh, you can just do a little search for goals, and you'll set multiple videos. Um, I talk about, uh, and really, Brian Tracy inspired how I think about my own goals. I just looked last night, actually, uh, on my to-do list. I have a running to-do list and some things I put out into the future. Um, this week is uh, is my week where I'm really sort of clarifying and zeroing in on some of the goals that I've got. But I've got that whole process that I go through. Uh, I talk about grit uh, in our goals, and I also talk about are you the Unabomber uh, in, in the goal setting. So um, I, I, I can't encourage you enough. I mean, it really, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there, and how are you going to know when, you, if, when and if you do get there? Uh, so set the table. Decide what you want. Number two, plan every day in advance. Think on paper. Every minute you spend in planning can save you five or ten minutes in execution. One of my favorite quotes, and it's, it's one of my favorite quotes, but I'm, I'm big at remembering the idea of quotes and not so much the exact quote. And I'm positive it was Abraham Lincoln that said it, though George Washington is always attributed for uh, cutting down the cherry tree. But, but Abraham Lincoln said, essentially, if I had seven hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend six hours sharpening my axe. And um, it makes the work that much faster, that much easier. Uh, and so I, I, can, I can attest that planning every day in advance has helped me immensely. Um, I know a lot of people like to watch the news right before they go to bed. I don't uh, like to watch news right before I go to bed. A, a few years ago, I was, on a, uh, um, I was on the road meeting with agents. I can't remember what city I was in, but I couldn't sleep. I don't sleep well in hotels um, unless I'm with my wife. But I don't, I just don't, I mean, I'm, I just don't, I mean, it's just, I don't like it. And uh, so I'm, I turn on the TV and I watch Goodfellas, but it's Goodfellas like TNT Goodfellas. So it, it edits out a lot of the words and it took six hours to watch the thing. Uh, and by the time it was done, I had like, you know, an hour and a half to sleep and I got up and jumped on a plane and flew to the next city I was going to. But uh, that hour and a half I did sleep, you know, I was uh, a gangster murdering people. Like I was, in, <laughs> I was in the mob. So it's, it's, uh, your subconscious never turns off. Uh, your brain keeps going even while you're not. And when you're sleeping, whatever, whatever you chewed on, whatever you digested right before going to bed, you're going to chew on it while you're sleeping. Your brain is going to keep working on that. So uh, and this is not something I came up with. This is not my idea. I'm, I, know, I know I got it from Brian Tracy and other authors where I thought, you know what, before I go to bed at night, I'm not. I'm a night person. Uh, you, you, you do you, boo boo. Whatever, whatever works for you. But me, nighttime is my thing. And so at night, I'm looking at the day I just had, and I'm thinking about it. And uh, maybe even I, I do uh, organizational drawings of of who I spoke to. I may take notes, and uh, I may make a reminder to you know in a week I need to follow up with this person about that thing we talked about. And I may shoot them a text in a week and just kind of follow up on that. So I look at the day I just had every night. I look at the day I just had. And then I'm looking at the day I've got scheduled for the, the tomorrow. 
So last night I was looking at today and I thought, okay, I got this and I got this and I got this and then I got this training with these people and then I got this interview and that and that and then I got this connecting call. Okay, okay, I got it all. And so what happens to me, and I'm not saying this is universally true. I'm not, I mean, I, I majored in psychology 20 something years ago. I'm not a psychologist. Uh, but what happens to me is my brain chews on it while I'm sleeping and sometimes I'll dream about it. Uh, some people are dreaming about the news they watched. I'm dreaming about my calendar the next day. And, and it's interesting when I wake up in the morning, I feel like I'm already prepared for the day, even though I haven't faced the day yet. Um, it, uh, I've noticed for me when I don't do this and I go to bed at night, sometimes I wake up anxious in the middle of the night. Like I'm just, I feel anxiety. But, um, but when I do this instead, and then and I, and I go to sleep, instead, it's like my brain is taking care of that anxiety for me because it's working out my day before I have to work it out. So when I get up in the morning, I'm already mentally prepared. Now, what I know is like I, I, a training like I'm doing today, I didn't just, I'm not, I'm not creating this PowerPoint as we're doing it right now. This took some forethought. And so as you're leading a team, it, it's important for you. They say a great leader can see around corners. A great leader can't see around corners. A great leader just anticipates the needs of the people following them before they need it. That's the, that's the real trick. It's not seeing around corners. You can't literally see around corners like some sort of spy mirror or something that you're looking around corners. No, you're just anticipating what that person's going to need. So the conversations I have today, already scheduled, I'm already, I've already kind of worked out um, in my mind, at least, and we'll figure it out as the conversation goes with them, but I've already worked out in my mind what they need and anticipating what they're, what they're going to need even before they may even know it. So plan every day in advance. It, it goes a long way in helping you get to where you want to go. Number three, apply the 80-20 rule to everything. 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. Always concentrate your efforts on that top 20%. 20% of your activities will account for 80% of your results. I mean, when you, if we had a top producer really break down how much time they spend making dials and running appointments, we should stay with making dials. Making dials, there's no way making dials is 20% of the total effort, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's you got to drive there, you got, like, it's that, that little bit, that little bit, that 20% of your activity, making the dials sets your week, books the appointments. The running the appointments sets your commissions. And it's, and if we could focus our, our time and our energy and our effort and our money and our, our emotions and uh, everything about us 100%, if we could just be consumed with doing those activities that account for our results, we'd have a lot more results. And I know that sounds like, well, duh, Fitz, but, but yeah, duh. <laughs> like, but why don't we? Why do we spend all of our energy and effort on the things that result in 20% of our results? Well, I, I, you know, I've got to get my leads just organized just right, and I need to map those suckers out before I call them because I've got to make sure. Whoa, man. Like, you can do that, do it late at night, but you're supposed to be making dials right now. Dials is the thing. Activity, activity, activity. I was talking to a, a new agent yesterday. And he's like, I, 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 know, I know you believe in me and I always feel good when I'm around you guys, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm gonna get it going. I said, make dials. <laughs> I got off the call. Bruno was like, you just said two words to him that if he did them would change his life. Make dials. Activity will cure what ails you. I was told 20 years ago and it is so true, but it is the right activities, doing those activities that generate the bulk of your results. Number four. Consider the consequences. Your most important tasks and priorities are those that can have the most serious consequences, positive or negative, on your life or work. 
Focus on these above all else. Your most important tasks and priorities are those that can have the most serious consequences. If I don't do this, what's going to happen? That's, that's something that, that drives me. That's something that is in the forefront of my mind. It's not, we were just having a conversation with our kids the other day. Heather, Heather was, I was just witnessing her brilliance, truly. Um, she's like, you know, when, when, when you don't do this, I have to ask myself, am I doing a good job of shepherding you and guiding you into becoming a productive member of society? Because I'm thinking either I'm not giving the right rewards or I'm not giving the right consequences. <laughs> and I don't know how you're driven. Uh, some people are driven by, um, the, internally, they're driven by the potential rewards. Most of us are driven by the potential losses. We're driven more by fear. We're driven more by the potential consequences of not doing it. So uh, one of the things that, that drove me back in the day, some people uh, I have found over the years don't make dials because they feel so down about not making money, um, not having any money. I got in the habit 20 plus years ago of getting up every morning and looking at my bank account. And for years, it drove me to work uh, because there was no money there. <laughs> and the consequences of having no money in your bank account is you become homeless and you don't eat and you're living under a bridge and, you know, um, you're eating sewer rat. I mean, like I, I, I start imagining just the worst possible things and I get on the phone. Uh, and then the money started accumulating in the account. I'm like, well, consequences can be good, too. Like, if I work, I can get some more of this. I like, I like more. More is better. If some is good, more is what I, I forget the saying. If some is good, more is just right. Too much is just enough. I can't remember what the saying is. I used to say it all the time. Now I hadn't said it in forever. If some is good, more is better. Too much is just enough. That's what it is. So consider the consequences and focus on those activities that are, that are going to produce the most serious consequences, positive or negative. It may not be the thing you really want to do, but it's the thing you have to do based on the potential consequences. And that's not easy. And it's, it's the kind of thing where you go into it feeling anxious. You got the butterflies. Everything in your body is saying, I don't want to do this. But really down deep, 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 in the places none of us really like to talk about, we know we have to do it. Because if we don't, what's the consequence? If we don't do it, what is that now going to provide our lives? And, and when you get to that deep place and you say, you know what, I just got to step up and do it, and just rip the Band-Aid off again, after you do that, you go, man, I just did something that, was, that has the, most, the biggest ramification in my life. I just did that. Everything else after that today is nothing. Number five. Again, we're not going through all 21. <laughs> Practice creative procrastination. I love this one. Uh, giving you the freedom to procrastinate. Since you can't do everything, you must learn to deliberately put off those tasks that are of low value so that you have enough time to do the few things that really count. Remember back up here, 20% of your activities account for 80% of your results. That means there's like 80% of the things that we do on a regular basis that we should put off until we get more of these 20%er things done deliberate and creative procrastination. I'm giving you the authority to put stuff off. I remember um, years ago, my mother-in-law made the comment. She said, you know, you're not very handy. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. This is in our first house. We're in our den. 
And, uh, and I, there was something that needed to be fixed, and I didn't know I wasn't fixing it. And she's like, you know, you're not very handy. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am very handy. I just choose not to be right now because it's not going to produce what I need it to produce. Me changing that light bulb, did that just make me an extra $100,000? No. Now, as I've gotten older, what I have learned is I enjoy doing some things around the house with my hands because I feel satisfaction. Like I, I built my fire pit in my backyard. Does it look perfect? No, I'm an insurance agent. I'm not a professional fire pit builder, but I built it and I feel really good about that. But I didn't do it as soon as it popped in my mind. I set it aside and I thought about it and it was just in the back of my mind. Eventually I did it because I, I find it that doing things like that give me great satisfaction having done it, but it also, it's like a stress reliever. It's just something I can focus on rather than, you know, thinking about all the craziness in the world at the time. I can just focus on doing something like changing out uh, an electric socket or something. You know, it's like there's, there's little stuff like that, but I put it off until it's an appropriate time. Um, a creative procrastination, as I'm talking about this, I'm like, hey, my kids, like they should creatively procrastinate playing Xbox. You know, like maybe there's something more productive right now they need to be doing. It's not saying you can't go do those other things. It's saying that you've got to do the more important things first. I grew up with a mother that used to always say, you work first, then you play. You get your work done, then you play. You get your work done, then you can play. And, and it just got driven into my head that if I can get my work done, then I can play and I can feel free about playing. But if you play first and put off the work, you put off those 20% activities that account for 80%, you put those off, well, then you don't have the rewards that you were doing it for in the first place. And so now you don't get to play. And now you're back to consequences. See, it just kind of all keeps overlapping. But I want to give you the freedom to put things off. No, that light bulb doesn't need to be changed right now. We have lights on our back porch, and it, and it just strings the whole way. And I, every time I, they're on, I'm looking through. I'm like, one, two, three, four. I'm counting the bulbs that are out. I'm like, man, those bulbs need to be changed. And it drives me nuts when bulbs are out. But I'm like, I have in my head, i got to get to like 15 bulbs are out before I'm going to change those little bitty bulbs before I go change them. Because then it's going to be me and my 8-year-old will go out there and she holds the box while I change the bulbs and we're talking and it's a good little event. But I'm not, I'm not going to do it as soon as the light bulb goes off. I'm going to put that off until a more appropriate time when I can get it done. Does that make sense? Make sure your work is done first, then you get to play. Uh, I hope that helps. I really hope more than that that you buy the book and read it. Uh, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. I know it's changed my life, and, uh, and, and every time I review it, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that wrong, and I should, I should, I should fix that. Uh, and I hope the same for you. Hope it helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.